What are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Welcome to Cliff Notes Continued, where we improvise the stories authors are too lazy to write. I'm Lucas Larson. And I am Ananya George. Oh, that. Oh, no, okay. I think that's cool. it. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's our intro. <laughs> okay. That's our intro. <laughs> Wait. Uh, uh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Welcome, everyone. Uh, and we're about to find out what Andy's mystery book pick is for the week. If we did the math correctly, that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we might be getting two Andy book picks in a row. We're not really sure. But hey, this is the quality content you come here for. Um, so this week I picked, uh, are you ready for this? Never. Okay, a book that I was supposed to read in middle school, but I never read, and just went <laughs> went through middle school like, eh. uh, you we're just reading read the Cliff Notes. Like we can't do Huckleberry Finn. We can't do no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. No, 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 no. I went to school not in America, so I didn't have to read Huckleberry Finn. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I think I was supposed to read that at some point too in my life, and I never have. Hey, man! Now, now we're reading the cliff notes, and we're making up the stories. I, glad, glad to know that as adults, we can we can uh, conquer the dreams that we had once as kids, or, or or conquer the dreams we were supposed to have as kids. Yeah, we could also not read it as adults, but I don't know about you, man. But if our story is pretty cool. I might read it as an adult. <laughs> yeah, read the transcript of this. It would just be like incoherent. Like how how know how they would like type out my laughter. Oh, you're talking <laughs> about you're talking about our our yeah. thing. Yeah, like oh no 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 no. I'm I'm talking about like the book. Oh okay. Well, that's more. That is more. <laughs> work than i would go through so start us off on the cliff notes andy okay when <laughs> charles bingley a rich single man charles bingley <laughs> yeah you might have to cut parts of this out <laughs> moves to the netherfield estate the neighborhood residents are thrilled especially mrs bennett <laughs> Miss Bennett has eyes for Mr. Bingley and Oh no no no. Okay. No, no. I I I jumped the gun who hopes to marry one of her five daughters to him. <laughs> Great. So we know we know what the first storyline is going to be. Yeah. Um, maybe it's for him. Yeah. When the when the Bennett daughters meet him at a local ball, they're impressed by his outgoing personality and friendly disposition. They are less impressed, however, by Bingley's friend, Fitzwilliam Darcy, a land-owning aristocrat who is too proud to speak to any of the locals and whom Elizabeth Bennet overhears refusing to do dance with her. Fitzwilliam is a real prude, real asshole. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sounds like somebody I know. We know, actually. <laughs> you, you know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> But he's not a prude anymore, I don't think. 
Well, he used to be our sound engineer, so... <laughs> yeah, so if you know Deep Deep Cut, if you... <laughs> super Deep Cut. <laughs> if we have any bad we fans here, I will be docked. Uh, complete side note, uh, this uh, this is 100% always in my calendar uh, as badly. I haven't even put Cliff Notes continued on it. It's always marked as badly. Um, you know, the grown-up child of badly. So, uh, big uh, Bingley and the oldest daughter, uh, oldest Bennett daughter Jane, uh, soon form an attachment. Any serious relationship between the two, however, is opposed by Bingley's sisters. Oh my God! Even more characters. Oh okay. God, Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, and then who do not approve of Jane as wife for Bingley because of her mother's lower status, even though she lives in an estate? Like, what? What the hell are these prude assholes? <laughs> okay, and by Darcy, who believes that Jane is di- indifferent to Bingley. Meanwhile, Darcy finds himself. Is Darcy? Oh yeah, Darcy's the Fitz dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sound engineer Darcy. Yeah, fuck Darcy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Darcy would consent now, but not years ago. Okay, Darcy finds himself (laughs) attracted to Elizabeth despite his objections to her family. He is drawn to her spirited wit and expressive eyes. And Caroline Bingley's jealousy, jealous criticisms of Elizabeth can do nothing to lessen Darcy's admiration. I am okay. already lost with all these characters. Okay, so here's what I get, right? <laughs> yeah. There's Charles Bingley, uh, who, who, a single, rich single man, that's important, uh, yeah. has a friend named Darcy, but Darcy's a piece of shit. Um, but uh, but they meet like Mrs. Mrs. Bennett, who has five daughters, out of which uh, Jane, the oldest one, is like uh, has the hots for Bingley, right? Yeah. And but Bingley sisters don't like. Uh, sorry, Bennett's uh, Jane sisters don't like Charles because Charles. Uh, yeah, because. Charles's mom sure has a Jane lower sisters or Charles sisters. Yeah, Jane's sisters don't like Charles because Charles's mom has a lower status uh, than Charles. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with all sisters hate everybody. <laughs> okay. But Darcy himself is attracted to Elizabeth, uh, who is uh one of the other sisters. Uh, okay. Despite the fact that he her family okay okay caroline <laughs> caroline bingley i think is uh charles's mom okay uh it sounds like insignificant person possibly but um okay jump back into the cliff notes or fast forward has, okay okay that's in fit uh no, I think we gotta do it, dude. In the midst of Jane and Elizabeth's, do you want to just like do a one paragraph summary of the summary? <laughs> yeah, that, 
<laughs> well, we've established the characters, and if we establish more characters, I'll be more lost. And I'm like scrolling through this, and it's like Colonel Fitzwilliams <laughs> and like <laughs> Wickman Collins, misfortune. Uh, fuck it. Uh, I'm gonna ask ChatGPT or Wickham's misfortune, and I... like um, Elizabeth has some like aunts and uncles named like Gardner and Derb. Oh no, those aren't names. Those are like counties. <laughs> <laughs> I have a one paragraph summary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In Pride and Prejudice. The arrival, arrival, arrival of wealthy Charles Bingley in the Netherfield estate excites the Bennett family, particularly Mrs. Bennett, eager to marry off one of her five daughters. Bingley is, Bingley is taken with Jane Bennett, but obstacles arise, including opposition from Bingley's sisters and his friend, Fitzwilliam William Darcy. Okay, everything we've covered so far. Meanwhile... Elizabeth, repelled by Darcy's arrogance, is drawn to the charming George Wickham. Okay. Who the fuck is George Wickham? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he he was mentioned in the cliff notes. Okay. <laughs> he just who didn't false... get there yet. Yeah. Okay. Oh, who falsely portrays Darcy as cruel. Okay, so there's just a dude who's like Darcy's cruel man. Oh, it's a love story between Elizabeth and Darcy. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and Wickham. It's like a love tri- it's it's like a love pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Elizabeth, repelled by Darcy's arrogance, is drawn to the charming Wickham. Yeah, we covered that. Complications arise with Mr. Collins's proposal to Elizabeth. Now, who the fuck is Mr. Collins? <laughs> it's just I there, I guess. No, yeah. <laughs> uh proposes to Elizabeth. Jane's disappointment over Bingley's departure to London. All right, so I guess Bingley leaves to London. And Lydia's elopement with Wickham. Now, who the fuck is Lydia? <laughs> Pride and Prejudice has hella characters. <laughs> oh my God, what did I... What, what mess have I put us into? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than when we covered one of the Narnia books. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So we got Lydia who marries Wickham. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. okay. Wait, who's Wickham again? Uh the person oh, Elizabeth Wickham. likes. Right, 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 right. Uh Elizabeth likes and like painted Darcy as like cruel. George. Yeah. Wickham. Got it, got it. Well he's Lydia. probably cruel. He's rich and single. <laughs> No, that's Charles. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Darcy's like the prude. Then yeah. why the fuck did Lydia elope with Wick? Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, after receiving a letter from Darcy and a visit to his estate, Pemberley. Oh, estate's name is Pemberley. Got it. Elizabeth <laughs> feeling towards some change after revealing a letter from Darcy. Uh, we gotta know what's in that letter. Like, uh, does this end in like a murder or like a court case or like happily ever after? Like, how does this end? <laughs> ultimately, Lydia's marriage is salvaged by Darcy's intervention. 
And despite societal expectations and Lady Catherine's objections, Darcy proposes again and Elizabeth joyfully accepts. So it doesn't even sound like Charles is like a main character. It sounds like it's like all Darcy. (laughs) Darcy and Elizabeth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but Darcy is the Fitz asshole. Yeah, but I bet like the stories about uh, about like how Darcy is arrogant and and Elizabeth is not uh, and and so like meeting Elizabeth changed this man and and like the whole stories about how like lo- uh, uh, how like classism is bad um, and, and yeah that that's what I'm guessing classism bad uh, guy secretly has heart of gold woman finds out then they get married. Okay, we'll see where this goes. So, we'll, okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go see, or you go see. Well, well, before we, before we start this, I <laughs> want to mention that I I don't know the details of this, but I do know that there's like this uh, weird film genre that showed up in like the early two uh, mid two thousands, uh, uh, where they took things like Abraham Lincoln and Pride and Prejudice and just set it in a zombie apocalypse. I cannot guess the movie, Andy. I lose it badly. (laughs) Here we are referencing something something most of our audiences wouldn't even know. (laughs) One point to Andy. (laughs) But but, but the the name of the movie was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. (laughs) How creative. How creative. Yeah. So I may or may not be railroading us in that direction. (laughs) We'll see. <laughs> so are you starting if it's your book or am i starting oh you start you start okay i'll start we're watching a television monitor and on the television monitor there is charles bigsley he looks into the camera and says Hi, I'm Charles Bigsley. I'm the bachelor of this episode of Pride and Prejudice. And then he starts to sweat profusely while he mumbles out, I'm single and I'm rich. I'm just looking forward to meeting everyone. And then he collapses. And while we hear paramedic noises in the background, trying to save Charles's life. A new person walks in, sits down, looks at the camera and says, hi, I'm Fitzgerald Darcy. (laughs) Go on. Hi, I'm Fitzgerald Darcy, and I am the replacement bachelor for Pride and Prejudice. Uh, a, um, the host, uh, George Wickham, walks on, to, walks on the other side of the screen with a long microphone and goes, But Darcy, you're already married to Elizabeth. <laughs> You are technically not a bachelor. And also, we're in the late 1800s. What is this thing I'm holding? What is this thing right in front of me looking directly at me? 
And what what is happening right now? Cut, cut to the inside of a London asylum. <laughs> and in the asylum we we have Darcy Fitz Fitzgerald Darcy in a street jacket. Just repeating, hi, I'm Prince Carol Darcy. I'm the bachelor for Pride and Prejudice. And through the window of his cell, there's an attendant. And the attendant, you can read the name tag, and it says Elizabeth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What have we done? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jane Austen. Um, oh, Jane Austen wrote this? Okay. <laughs> Maybe the attendant's name should be Jane Austen. <laughs> it's, it's really 2023, and Jane Austen... The attendant is being followed by a camera crew <laughs> who goes, this is the patient that inspired the character of uh, Fitzwilliam, Fitzwilliam? Fitzwilliam Darcy. Um, and uh, if you walk along with me alongside this row of the cell, uh this is uh, this is the the person who inspired George Wickham, <laughs> and Jane Austen casually shows Wickham, who is doing witchcraft <laughs> before getting to the uh, observation room and Jane Austen looks directly at the camera and says truly how they came here was tragic. <laughs> uh, so from behind the camera, uh, what's that What's that documentarian's name? The, the dude who made that entire movie on like Scientology? Louis Thoreau. Behind the camera, <laughs> okay. Louis Thoreau goes, uh, goes, how did you, how did they arrive here, Miss Austin? And Miss Austin is like, well, Mr. Darcy was in the most complicated love pentagon I've ever seen in my life. And Wickham was on the losing end of that love pentagon. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> you can read all about it in my book, Pride and Prejudice, which is all about how Mr. Darcy was too prideful. <laughs> <laughs> pride and Prejudice to the pride unheard. <laughs> uh, this one is the real story behind first Pride and Prejudice, how these yeah. people ended up here. Has the behind the scenes look <laughs> the original Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. So in the original, in the original, we had Charles Bingsley 
And he seemed like he was going to be important and rich and single. But really, most important thing about Miss B- Mr. Bingsley is Miss Bennett, who had five daughters, actually had secret eyes for him. <laughs> uh, and then Louis Thoreau asks, Oh, then why did you include Mr. Bingley in the sh- in the uh, in the original story? He was the shiny no- shiny object there to distract you, just like he distracted Mrs. Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cut to uh, cut to a a, uh, <laughs> a tea with Mrs. Bennett. Uh, as Charles, uh, as Mrs. Bennett is trying to convince Charles to marry one of his, her daughters, and that's in quotations. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, Mrs. Bennett, it is so nice for you to have me over for tea. I just moved into my fancy estate yesterday. <laughs> of course, as she as she bends over, showing the, her corset even deeper. Uh, to Mr. <laughs> to Charles Bingley, uh, while she's pouring her the tea uh, to a point where like it's it's overflowing the cup now. Ow! 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 ow, ow. <laughs> oh! Oh! I'm sorry, my dear. Let me let me pad that down. She grabs like a whole back of Kleenex and starts like patting down his ties. <laughs> uh, what do you have? It's the 18th century. What are you tapping me with? <laughs> oh, I'm just cleaning up the the mess here. <laughs> Uh, well so nice of you miss bennett um i thought you were just about to tell me about your five very single daughters (laughs) well but first she you know she's wearing like the armless uh she's wearing like a dress so she's like she she lowers one of the dress straps from the corner and and, and someone yells out cut uh turns out we're on a porn set <laughs> so we're just like movies inside of movies inside of movies we're we're like inception here <laughs> yeah turns out we're we're on a porn set uh, and the guy and, and the porn director is like really passionate about the work. He cares about the original text, and he goes, "No, no, no! This is all wrong." <laughs> Bigley and Bennett never did it. Yeah, he's like, "We're not filming a milf thing here. We're filming a five-on-one thing here." <laughs> okay, so bring. Bring Bingley out of this. You are not getting paid <laughs> to show us your boobs. You're getting paid to lead the scene that goes into the other one. Can we do yeah. that? I need to know that you're a more realistic mother of five. <laughs> <laughs> Places, everyone. Let's reset the shot. <laughs> Wow, Miss Bennett, it's so nice of you to invite me over for tea. I just moved into my estate yesterday. (laughs) Why, yes, it's so nice to see you here, too. Wow. Here, would you like some tea? (laughs) Yes, I would like some tea. Your voice is not attractive at all. I need tea. Good. 
and she's just like haphazardly pouring it doesn't even care and it's like it's like not even looking at the uh, looking at bingley but looking at the porno director like is this what you want it <laughs> the porno director is just giving two big thumbs up <laughs> Cut to uh, a uh, an interview uh, of Louis Thoreau and the porn director. I never thought I would get into historical books and deportos, but sometimes life does crazy things. Louis Thoreau, ever the ever the journalistic document documentary filmmaker. He looks over at this porn uh, porn director and goes, "Yes, but have you ever, within your career, exploited one of your employees?" Never. Everyone has massive benefits. Everyone gets uh, compensated by the inch. <laughs> Everything is on the up and up here at historical reproductions porno. <laughs> Cut to another set of historical reproductions porno. <laughs> okay. We're, we're on the set of A Mice and Men. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> but <it'll> keep going. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> the real large slow person from Ice of Bed. I don't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> he's in the scene with someone named Mice. So we'll have Otis and Mice. <laughs> and um, Otis is like, wow, Mice, it is so nice of you to invite me over for tea. I just moved to my state <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Wait, Mice says that? Otis says that to Mice. Okay, okay. And then and then Mice goes, Yeah, uh, I was wondering when we could begin the, the conversation about men. <laughs> I don't talk about men. Last time I talked about men, I strangled them. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. It's all wrong. <laughs> Otis, you're not supposed to have sex with mice. <laughs> no, this is only for tea. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Say that again. This is only supposed to be a tea scene. <laughs> you're not supposed to strangle anyway. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Reset, do it again. <laughs> Wow, Mice, it's so nice of you to invite me over for tea. I just moved to my estate yesterday. Cut to back to the documentary uh, interview set with Louis Thoreau. <laughs> and the mystery porn director. And the mystery porn director. <gasps> Wait, so, so Louis Thoreau asks, we've never heard of your work before. We've, nobody outside of the industry and your sets have really ever known your name. Would you want to publicly tell us your name for the very first time? 
just go by Darcy, or as most people say, Mr. D. <laughs> Cut to Jane Austen outside the cell of Fitzgerald Darcy in the asylum talking with Louis Thoreau. And she goes, and that's how he got here. (laughs) (laughs) And Jane Austen walks down the corridor and it's back to Wickham. And he's like, throw. Wickham's story is even more out of this world than Mr. D's. I'm a fan of his work. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> You got laughing to the mic. No, I, I. What the fuck did we just create? <laughs> we just broke Andy's brain, everybody. <laughs> or more precisely, Butler two thousand one spaces brain. <laughs> what did we just create? Holy shit! <laughs> This is even more complicated than the original Cliff Notes. <laughs> I feel like it's very on brand. There's uh, lots of characters hard to follow. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is Louis Thoreau doing here? <laughs> he makes documentaries about serious shit. <laughs> this is serious. This is serious business. <laughs> Jane Austen is a literary genius. (laughs) This is serious backstory. Okay, before we go on to the next story, uh, can I please point out, and I'm pretty sure literary uh, scholars have already pointed this out, how the girl who gets married to Charles Bingley, her name's Jane. Is that a self-insert? Okay. Probably. It's probably how Stan Lee was in all the Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jane Austen wrote this before movies existed, but he was like, you know, in the future, there's going to be movies, <laughs> and there's going to be this guy named Brad Pitt, who I'll cast as Bingsley, and I'll play Jane. <laughs> 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 she was a visionary. She was ahead of her time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Back to the story. George, what's his name? Wickham, right? Wickham. Uh, George... Wickham may or may not have a first name. <laughs> no, he's George Wickham. Okay, George. <laughs> so, George Wickham, he's at, on in a cell drawing... It's an old timey cell, even though this takes place in 2023. There's like a there's like a parallel universe where the where mental health isn't as well understood. Uh, whatever. You mean the current time? <laughs> anyway, so he's yeah. he's in a cell, uh, and there's like gravel in the cell, 
and he's just drawing a pentagram uh, on at the bottom of his cell. Um, and as he's drawing each of the cones, he goes, uh, that's, that's Darcy. That's me. That's Lydia. That's, <laughs> that's Bingley. Elizabeth. No, no, no. It's all wrong. <laughs> okay. And he's just playing over the pentagram in his head. Like, over and over. Okay, Pentagram has five points. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's like trying what to solve. What were you thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. So, <laughs> so he's looking at the Pentagram and he's like giving off vibes of someone who's trying to like connect a murder mystery while like attaching string on their wall from like old newspaper articles okay and he's got two dots on the pentagram and he's got those circled and he's like okay we got mr d and miss bennett and we have Bingsley here somewhere, Elizabeth here somewhere, and Lydia here somewhere. Jane Austen looks at this and she goes, he's still trying to figure out the patterns towards who decided to... Oh my god, burp. He's still (laughs) trying to figure out the patterns of who decided to to get married to whom this poor man, he cannot live with the fact that Elizabeth once cared for him. And then go back to the uh, cell and Wickham's now in the fetal position, just uh, muttering Elizabeth. What did you do, Elizabeth? Cut to uh, <laughs> cut to the scene where Lydia is getting married to Wickham as Elizabeth is sitting right in the front row. Um, do you, Mr. Wickham, take Miss Lydia <laughs> as your awfully awfully what, uh, yeah as your as as your wedded wife <laughs> uh wickham is staring at elizabeth in the front row and in a dreamlike state he goes ah, i do and miss lydia do you take mr wickham as your husband Lydia is staring right at Wickham and excitedly she goes, yes, I do, I do, I do, I do. Now, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. And no this one says is... a thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wait, were you going in a different direction? Uh, you go. <laughs> you go. Uh, okay. Nobody says a thing. Uh, 
George Wickham and Lydia, whatever your last name is, I now pronounce <laughs> you husband and wife. You may now kiss the bride. George uh, drops Lydia's hands, runs over to Elizabeth in the front row and starts and tries to kiss her as the entire entire group of people there are going, whoa! <laughs> yeah, they sound like they're on a roller coaster. Whoa! <laughs> Darcy, Darcy comes in, smacks, uh, sla- uh, slaps George Wickham and goes, what, what are you doing? Your wife's there. <laughs> yeah. Miss Wickham now. We don't need to know her last name. It's now Wickham. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Wickham looks at Darcy and it's like, but... Elizabeth has my heart. (laughs) (laughs) And Lydia's in the back like, really? (laughs) We we just got married. (laughs) And the crowd goes, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then Lydia goes, and I'm about to be a mother. (laughs) And the crowd goes, Ooh. <laughs> and Darcy looks at Wickham and says, Good luck, bro. <laughs> and walks out. With Elizabeth. And then and then uh, and then the crowd cheers and claps as they're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> then um Wickham turns back to Lydia and it's like funny mistake, right, babe? <laughs> uh the 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 priest, so Darcy and Elizabeth are almost out, but the priest receives a letter from the altar boy and the uh, the priest opens up the letter and goes, "Lydia, your your baby uh, uh Lydia, you were married to George Wickham, but George Wickham is not the father. <laughs> the crowd gasps. <laughs> but then the, the priest, the guy, the ordained minister or whatever, he goes, in fact, Darcy is. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> and, and Darcy turns around. Elizabeth slaps him and goes, What? <laughs> And the crowd gives out a cheer. Yeah. <laughs> Darcy leaves leaves uh Elizabeth, runs over to George Wickham, grabs him by the collar, and starts and they both start punching each other. <laughs> and just while um George is getting his ass kicked. By Darcy. <laughs> I like how I like how you don't you're like, yeah, George is getting his ass kicked. There's no way he's holding his yeah. own against this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, George is getting destroyed. <laughs> then a big uh bouncer who reeks of money and singleness <laughs> <laughs> grabs. <laughs> 
Darcy from behind. It is like, whoa, 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 Mr. D. <laughs> we can't be having any fisticuffs in the house of God. <laughs> and, and the crowd boos. <laughs> then he picks up George Wickham and goes, now kiss and make up. And he's like smushing them together like kids do to toys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then the next thing you see is is him like the, the wedding takes place outdoors, but the next thing you see is like him throwing them out of a door, uh, almost <laughs> like a back alley bar scene. Um, and they're both are like Wickham and Darcy are now friendly. Uh, Wickham like uh, spits out a tooth, and um, and then the bouncer is like, "And don't you ever do that again." Uh, and, <laughs> While the bouncer turns around, Darcy, uh, 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 Darcy goes, "Hey, what's your name anyway?" And the bouncer looks Darcy right in the middle of his eyes and goes, "The name's Bingley, Charles Bingley." <laughs> and Darcy takes one arm over Wickham's shoulder and he can look through the door and in the door fancy wedding Lydia is still there the amazing crowd <laughs> is still there but it's outdoors and it's yeah and it's outdoors and the crowd is chanting bingley 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 <laughs> and then Darcy has his arm around Wickham and they start walking down the alleyway. The uh, Yeah, start walking down the alleyway while there is a sunset behind them. <laughs> and and right as soon as the sun's setting, we only see Bingley and uh this guy George. Uh sorry, we only see Darcy and George their silhouettes as we hear a silent faint uh word from darcy going you know that bingley fella might be a good person to be friends with one day (laughs) and um now we're back in wickham cell (laughs) yes yes Yes, that's exactly where I was going to go with this. <laughs> and uh, Wickham's still in the fetal position, and he's muttering, Elizabeth, how could you do that if you had only loved me back? If you had only saved me from Lydia. <laughs> and, and Jane... And Jane Austen <laughs> go, or looks at Louis Thoreau and goes, and that's how he got here. <laughs> then, finally, Jane Austen keeps walking down the corridor and she hits some stairs and she's going up the stairs to a tall tower. And in the tall tower, there's five doors. And she looks at Thoreau and is like, and finally, we've made it to the five sisters at the top of the tower. 
She opens door number one. Nothing there. She goes, huh? She opens door number two. Nothing there. She goes, huh? She opens the fifth door. Nothing there. Huh? She opens the fourth door. Nothing there. But she slowly reaches out to the third door, right in the middle, opens it silently, and as the door opens, we see a scrawny man, like about four foot two inches, um, <laughs> hasn't eaten in days, <laughs> and looks over at the shadowy figure of of Louis Thoreau and Jane Austen and goes, Mrs. Bennett? Is that you? <laughs> it's me, Charles. <laughs> Charles Bingley. <laughs> oh, Charles. I've known you a long time, and I can't believe how you've ended up. <laughs> I remember when you were young and single. <laughs> And Rick and we lived see, on his estate. <laughs> we see a nine foot tall, muscular, prime of his life, Charles Bingley, sitting on the standing on the porch of his estate with just a, a wine glass in his hand. Shout out to the great Gatsby. Um <laughs> Yeah, like Charles looks out into his estate and his horse-drawn carriage has a license plate that just says Rich. <laughs> but but it's but like it's slightly misspelled so the C is a dollar sign. <laughs> yeah. No, the C is a cent sign. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's even better. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh. he sips a he sips his wine, sets it down, and reaches for his breast pocket on his broad shoulders where he pulls out a cigar and lights it and sits down in the rocking chair behind him. <laughs> then from the inside of the house, from his porch, a semi-naked, uh, very clear that she just put a robe on, Mrs. Bennett <laughs> walks out and, and, and pulls out a cigar from uh, Charles's breast pocket lights it using his lighter and sits right next to the rocking chair next to him and goes, don't tell the kids we did this. <laughs> Mr. Bingsley says, wait, you have kids? <laughs> and that's the end. Do the outro, Andy. Okay. Uh, this is the outro and I don't know what to say right now, but this is the outro. Please subscribe. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember, we're bringing you the stories that the authors don't want you to know. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make it something memorable for the hour. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs>
know you're overthinking it. You're just gonna be like outro time. Thank you for listening to the stories. Authors are too lazy to write. That was the outro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, which part of this is the outro? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Is this the outro? Is this the ending? Everything is an ending, Andy. All beginnings are endings. We could just play the intro for the outro. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Congratulations, you're now on our next episode. Yeah. We just don't have an outro. Say nice things about us online. <laughs> and, it, and if you don't want to say nice things about us online, uh, then give it to your friends so at least we can boost that engagement. Yeah, share, do things. Hell yeah. Okay. Sweet. Okay, I think we're good for the... <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode four of Cliff Notes Continued. We'll be back on January 30th with a whole new book and a whole new story.